Are you creative? That's a rhetorical question, because of course you are. A creative is anyone who makes something from nothing. Creativity is everywhere and in everyone. And that means you. So what's been stopping your inner creative from bursting out? Probably fear. Fear is part of creating something. It's a real bee. But don't worry, we'll help you get through that. This podcast will be your guide to claim your creativity, redefine your relationship with fear, and build a new life centered around creative expression. You're going to learn tools from people who have found ways to manage life's ups and downs by turning their experience into purpose. Think of this podcast as your very own creative community. This is Unleash Your Inner Creative with Lauren LaGrasso. Hello, creative. I'm doing a solo show today, so thank you for being with me, and I hope to bring you a lot of takeaway. Before we get into it, though, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and for being such an important part of the show and for interacting on social media and just being the wonderful creative you are. And if you have a moment when you're listening to the show, if you could just take a screenshot of it and post it to your Instagram stories, or even if you tweet about it, I'll either retweet you or repost you if you tag at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren Lagrasso. The best way to spread podcasts is person to person and your endorsement on your social channels can really help the community grow. So if you would do that for me, I would be forever grateful and also give you a little plug on my socials for being such a supportive human. So today I'm going to talk about a lot of things. You're going to get several creative check-ins all rolled into one. I'm feeling a lot right now, so it's hard to kind of sum it up. But the first thing that I'm thinking of, because today that the day that I'm recording is Labor Day. And I have the day off from work. And, you know, so often we're given opportunities to rest and be ourselves. And we willingly let other entities steal from us. So my my takeaway from that is take the moments that are given to you. This morning, I woke up, I did my meditations, but then immediately checked my emails, which is always a massive mistake. There are a couple things going on at work. Nothing major. I work as an executive producer for several big podcasts. But the thing that I was getting emailed about was extremely non-crucial. Like the small problem was still going to be there in two hours. Yet I was ready to shift all of my energy over to taking care of that. When I had planned to do my vocal warm-ups this morning, to do my podcast, to pick out my photos for my website. So I was about to go down this like spiral that would probably take about an hour or two, which I will get to today, even though the day's technically off. But instead of prioritizing work work over my personal work, I decided that I was going to set a boundary. No, I read the email. I recognize that it's a non-crucial event. I will get to it. But in the meantime, what I'm going to do is keep my commitment to myself. Because keeping our commitment to ourselves at least for me, if you care about people, it's it's the hardest thing in the world because it's really hard to disappoint another person. But throughout the years, if you do it over and over again, it gets increasingly easy to disappoint yourself and you get so used to it. And so my personal commitment that I'm making now with you and that I hope you can also make for yourself is to stop being okay with not keeping my word to myself. If I care about keeping my word to others, I should care about keeping my word to myself because 
we are the foundation, right? Our relationship to spirit and then our relationship to ourselves is the foundation for everything in life. So if you're not doing that, you're really not setting yourself up to be in integrity in the world. So I set that boundary and I have to say this morning, I felt so much better. I feel so much better doing this podcast, first of all, after I did my vocal warms. Like everything feels freer because I didn't betray myself. If you're given an opportunity to have some freedom and to have some rest, don't steal from yourself. So that's number one. (laughs) Number two is I've been thinking about creativity a lot lately outside of the podcast in my personal life because I'm about to release my first single into the world. I've been a singer-songwriter since 2013 and I've wanted to record an album since then. I've been working on this album since 2015 and it's finally happening. I think I've settled on a date. It's scary to say it because then it makes it real. It looks like it's going to come out on October 25th. If not, it will be like a week or two after that. But oh my gosh, I just had the revelation this week that I'm releasing my music finally after so long of waiting and getting better and redoing the songs and bringing them back and then getting tied up with uh, like, you know, frankly, like with work obligations. I did a lot of times betray my own time for my music so that I could work harder at my job job, you know, like oftentimes working 12 to 18 hour days that doesn't leave a lot of time to like come home and work on my songs. So the fact that I'm finally making space for this feels really good, but it's also terrifying because I think out of everything I've done in my life, this is the thing I've cared about the most. And speaking of my job, you know, last week at work, one of the podcasts I produce, Yoga Girl, Conversations from the Heart, really good, give it a listen. She talked about releasing her book into the world and how she hadn't been thinking about how emotional it was that after these years, and actually it's interesting, it's taken her five years to write the book. So it's like a similar trajectory for me. It's been four years with the album, but after all these years, she's putting it out into the world and that she wasn't thinking from a place of like, okay, I released it. Now my creativity's out there and the world can do what it wants with it, but at least I did it. She was thinking from a place of well, what will the outcome be? And this is something obviously like, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here talking about outcomes. That's something that, you know, I struggle with. I struggle with wanting to control outcomes and and being outcome and goal-oriented versus process-oriented, which is really the whole point of creativity. And I had the revelation that I'm so tied up in outcome that I really didn't even realize like what a massive personal goal this is that I'm achieving. You know, every time, I want you to know, every time you release something out into the world, That's a huge achievement, regardless of how it's received. The fact that you shared a piece of your soul, the fact that you were vulnerable enough to say, hey, this is my work, that in and of itself is huge. Just the fact that you created it, let's say you never even put it out, is huge. When you put it out there, it's the next step. It's you stepping forward saying, I believe that I deserve this. And regardless of outcome, knowing that you did that beautiful work, that's huge. That was a good revelation. And and I guess I just want to say, like, I'm proud of myself that it's happening. I don't know. You know, sometimes when you've worked on something for so long, you start getting nervous that it's never going to happen. And regardless of how it's received, 
I just want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to write songs. And I want to thank myself for having the courage to step out there and put my music into the world. So remember to thank yourself and don't focus on outcome. Focus on the fact that you did it. That is huge. The other thing that goes along with the music is that I hired a music video director and I don't have time to get into the full story, but I had a little bit of trauma around music videos, (laughs) which seems like a weird thing to say because they sound like they'd be so much fun. But the first time I tried to do a music video was about a year ago and Basically, I tried to collaborate with a friend. It really didn't work out. I got really badly burned in the end. And long story short, going into it, I was a little scared because I'm like, if that happened with a friend, what's going to happen with a stranger? But I got pitches from three brilliant music video directors. And a really interesting thing happened. And I wonder if when or if you've already done this, you felt the same. So being someone that's been in a creative industry for a long time and faced a tremendous amount of rejection and taken that rejection personally, when I had to face the fact that I was going to be the rejector for someone, it crippled me. It made me not want to make a decision because I know all the times when I've been in an audition or when I've sent my music to someone or when I've sent my podcast someone's way or even when I've brought like my producing work to someone and I've gotten rejection and I've taken it to mean that I wasn't good enough. And it was so, it was enlightening to be on the other side of it and see really it has nothing to do with that. It's all about whether or not it's an energetic fit and whether or not the idea is an energetic fit. And this one woman, Taylor, blew me away when I got her pitch. I mean, to give you an example, and and just so you know, especially if you are a really intuitive and emotionally geared person, pay attention to how your body and your emotions react when you're either like deciding to collaborate with someone or getting a pitch for something or choosing whether or not that's a path. Like, does your body clench up and in, in fear and like, oh, I don't know? Or does it open up or does it express itself? What happened when I read Taylor's pitch was, first of all, I got chills from the first moment. And then I started crying and I didn't even know why I was crying. But as I went on, it was because I felt like she was the first person who ever truly, deeply understood me and my music. And the details she went into, the care that she gave to the project, showed me that she was the one. (laughs) And that's not to say the other ones weren't fantastic. It just, and I would totally work with either of those people. It's just for this particular one, it wasn't an energetic fit. When I read Taylor's pitch, everything opened up to me and I felt safe. So anyway, back to the, I have to tell them now. First told Taylor, and then I called the other two video directors and and told them and, and said, I'd love to keep the dialogue open. I have a lot more projects coming up. And it's true. I totally would work with them again, you know, if if the situation was right and the pitch was right. But it was really hard and it was a total blockage. And I just want to say to you and to my younger self, if you've been rejected from something, it is not personal. It does not mean that you're not talented. It's simply just not the right time and the right idea right now, but it could be down the road. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting experience. 
And pay attention to your body again, like pay attention to your initial reaction. Your gut always knows when something is correct. And sometimes it tells you really in a very expressive way. Sometimes it's more subtle, but it always tells you. Something interesting that's happening too with the whole album single release thing is that it seems like no matter what I do, I'm not feeling ready. And I think what I've come to realize is that it doesn't mean I'm not ready. It just means that I'm scared and I'm not going to let that keep me from doing my dream. So kind of knowing the difference, because there have been several times in the path where I wasn't ready. And so I had to put the stop out because it, it actually wasn't the right time. But when you're going about releasing something or making a decision on something, try really hard to know the difference between your anxiety coming in and being like, bitch, you don't know what you're doing when you really do, or your gut telling you, hey, pump the brakes. You got to go back, reconfigure and make this better because you're capable of more and it's not the right time for you. It's interesting and it's really subtle. And believe me, after four years of a creative process, it's confusing because <laughs> the difference feels um, more subtle than I could have ever imagined. But I'm noticing now that it is anxiety. So some things that I'm working on that I hope you can keep me accountable for. I'm not taking enough time to focus on the music, which is, I think, part of why I feel so jacked in the head. <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I have a really busy job and it's awesome. And I'm exposed to the most amazing people and, and getting to make really cool content. However, it's never been my everything. I'm not a person who can just do one thing and be happy. And Truth be told, I mean, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that music is my heart. It's what I've been doing since I was three. You know, I, I didn't write my first song then, but I did my first musical when I was three years old. And I need, need to make time for this to honor my deepest self. Something else I've been thinking about was like, what would happen if I just took the leap and allowed the universe to support me? Like how much proof do I need that when you follow your heart, good things happen? Every single person you and I listen to on this show, every guest that you hear has a story that illuminates just that, that when you take the leap and you truly believe, you have to believe, you can't have the fear. And that's the, that's the issue. The fear is still kind of in my head tapping on my shoulder. But when you truly take the leap, the universe supports you. And then there's also the idea that like, you know, yeah, a lot of us have front hustles and side hustles. And currently, the list of things I'm doing is my job as an executive producer, my podcast, which I love and my, is my heart and soul, my album, my consulting company, doing media coaching and creativity coaching, and then acting when the opportunity comes up. So that's a lot of things. And it doesn't leave a lot of time for leisure. <laughs> I need to do that though, because if I'm going to be a good creative, I have to go out into the world. So thank God this weekend I went and hung out with my friend Steffi and we had a day of fun. But, you know, this keeps coming up again and again. And I'm sorry that I keep repeating myself, but it's a really hard lesson to learn. And if you're struggling with it, I feel for you. We have to take those moments to just play. I miss playing. I'm a kid inside. Like I forced myself to live in this business world because. It's what's good for me and I want to feel empowered and I want to take care of myself. But I also part of taking care of myself is taking care of that little girl who just wants to jump on the bed and sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's what I used to do when I was little. 
So yeah, taking the time to play and recognizing when you need to simplify. I'm not sure where I can simplify at this moment because it seems like there's so much to do, but I want to do it all and I need to do it all, but there's got to be something I could budge, you know? I just need to like Tetris my life and reconfigure some things. So looking, if you are wildly busy right now, looking at where there could be a block removed and not make the whole Jenga topple over. Do you like that? I brought two games into that metaphor. (laughs) So some ways to, if you're struggling with any of the above, potentially work on it and what I'm planning to do. Take time away from screens. I don't know what's going on with me lately, and I think it's because I am feeling so anxious with all these things spinning around in my little brain here, but I have been so deeply addicted to my phone. I'm actually disgusted with myself. So taking time away from it. I don't really know how to do that right now, but I'm going to Google on my screen some tips. So if you have any tips, feel free to at me, as the kids say. But I really think that that's adding to the anxiety, and it's also taking time away that could be spent having fun, playing, or writing music, or planning for the release. It's the lowest energy thing to do, to just go and scroll. But when you're so tired, sometimes you're you're drawn to that. But like finding other things that lift you up, like maybe even just like meditating in those moments or taking a minute to breathe or going on a walk, anything that can draw you out of that nervous tick because it is a tick. I do that and then I pull off my nail polish, which is a terrible habit. Eh, so if you have any tips, maybe I just need to wear gloves all the time. I'm also committing to doing my warm-ups, my vocal warm-ups first thing after waking up. And the health benefits of singing are pretty amazing. Like according to the University of Frankfurt, I did my research, it's a workout, it improves your posture, it helps with sleep, it's a natural antidepressant. I definitely feel that. I woke up this morning feeling like shit and then I sang and I feel so much happier. It lowers stress, it improves mental alertness. So there's so many different benefits of it. Even if you're not a singer, I highly recommend you sing at some point throughout your day. But if I could start my day with that, like I recognize that maybe I can't do everything I want to do. Like maybe I can't like do my meditation and then go write in my journal and then do a 15 minute workout and then sing. But I could probably do at least, let's commit to this. Okay. A 10 minute meditation and my 15 to 20 minute vocal warm up. That's not that hard. Whatever your version of that is, commit to it for yourself. When you set that foundation for your day, it just helps so that you know no matter what, you did something for yourself that day. Even if a million people are energy vampiring you, you're more able to put up the shield because you started your day saying, I matter. I matter to myself. So I'm going to do that. And then dedicating what at least one hour a day to whatever your creativity is. So that's what I'm going to do with my music. Like I need to finish my website. I need to finish my bio, which makes me want to like punch myself in the face. But you need to like do those things in order to have your proper marketing tools. So dedicate at least one hour a day to what your next creative project is. And taking the time to envision what your ideal destiny would be with whatever your creative project is. So for me, what a perfect single release would look like. I think that I've been afraid to do that. Like, you know, fear. It's like the thing that keeps coming up, but it's prevalent. I really do believe fear is the root of all evil. And I've been afraid that if I wish for it and want it and then don't get it, 
I'm going to be disappointed first of all, but also that I'm not good enough or like how dare I think that I could have that. But really, as long as you can envision it without attachment, then you're good. When you envision it with attachment, that's when you're, you can go down a spiral of doom. Anytime we have expectations in life, that's when things get bad. But if we can envision something with a pure heart, then we're in good shape. And that's really when you can start to manifest things. Oh, and speaking of which, I just want to give a little tip and a little shout out to a former guest and a friend of the show. Gala Darling does this amazing thing called tapping. I did it twice this weekend. And I'm telling you, I feel so much better since I did it. Go check out her YouTube page. She has one on confidence and one on manifesting very specific number, but $365. And um, I haven't gotten $365 yet, but I did get 180 since I did it unexpectedly. So check it out. And I definitely feel more confident. The moral of the story, like even more important than that, I just felt better after I did it. So if you're struggling with confidence or you want to manifest money or anything in life, go check out our channel. Those videos are awesome. I'm going to also start incorporating those at least a couple times a week. And then I think making a commitment to putting your work out there, right? I've been afraid to put out too many songs for fear of judgment or not sounding perfect or not looking perfect. And that sucks because I just want to sing. And I noticed that when I do put out singing videos, people react really well to them because I think people want to hear me sing too because they recognize that that's when I'm in my joy. So what's the version of that in your life? What have you been hesitating and putting out into the world because you're thinking about what the outcome is? I'm going to commit to putting out two singing videos a month and I'm scared and I'm afraid even now of saying it that I can't keep it up. But you know what? It's what I want to do. Even if it's like a little hacky thing on my iPhone, it will make me feel good to know that I'm taking that vote of confidence in myself. Do the things that you've been afraid to do. Speak it into existence. And I need to do what I've been encouraging everyone else to do and that's just go for it and believe in myself and believe that releasing this music will feel really good. And I know that whatever you're thinking about putting out into the world, that putting it out, that in and of itself will feel really good. Thank you so much for listening. You know the drill. If you want to follow the show, you can at Unleash Your Inner Creative. You can join the Facebook community by searching Unleash Creative Community. Follow us on Twitter at Creative. I'm at Lauren LaGrasso everywhere. Please do a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you get a moment. It really helps the show grow. It helps the show get on the charts, which helps bring visibility, which helps put more creativity into the world. And really, you're putting more people who are led by their heart out there and creating more beautiful universe. Don't forget to do that screenshot. If you're listening to the show, screenshot it. Put it on your Insta story, tag at Lauren LaGrasso, at Unleash Your Inner Creative, and I'll share it. Also, something that some of you have been doing lately are sharing the projects that the show has encouraged you to create. If you have a story like that, will you please share it with me? It would mean so, so much. I really love to see anything that you've created as a direct or indirect result of the show. So please send that my way, and I'd love to put it on our Instagram page. And thank you for being you and for being a part of this and for helping make a huge part of my dream come true. I really appreciate that you're here. I mean it. When I say that, it's not empty. I know that you have a lot of choices when it comes to entertainment and the fact that you spend this time with me means the world. So thank you and always let me know how I can better serve you. Until next week, I believe in you and I love you and get out there 
and do what you know you were meant for. Doesn't matter what the outcome is. It matters that you did it. And guess what? That's going to bring the outcome anyway when you focus on that. All right. I love you. Bye.